Footlers to Barrel Proof 241. I am your host, Glenn Grum. Joined by uh, the magic of the, via the magic of the internet by uh, Blue City Sting, Matt Owens. How are you doing tonight? Hello, Matt here. Uh, doing good, Glenn. How are you? I'm doing all right. I mean, I could be doing better. I, I thought this would be a more celebratory week leading into the, uh, the match against Swope, but you can't win them all, right? Uh, obviously not. We definitely can't win them all. Uh, at this point, I'm hoping we can win one. I, I feel you. I, I expected this table to look a lot different at this point in the, uh, in the, uh, the running. I, I, I kind of thought we'd be closer to uh, Indy than we would to uh, Swope. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's, uh... I think we'll get it figured out. I think it's just a, I think we're, we're learning. I, I think that that big break didn't do us any favors, you know? No, and going from, like, not you can't be match fit coming off of a three-month downtime and coming into a full-size field in the brutal heat, it's going to take a little while to get up to speed. I mean, you just there's no, there's no preparing for that. So it's not completely unexpected, I don't think. What do you think? Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think it definitely was very difficult. I know that we didn't record an episode after Pittsburgh, but everybody knows the result of that match. Um, played really well the first half. Speedy scores the first goal at Lynn Family Stadium in amazing fashion. And then the second and he half. It on the ground. Yeah, in the second half, we just kind of fizzled out. Like, we didn't defend and didn't. I, I didn't think we really attacked that much either. It was kind of a weak performance compared to what I'm used to. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh, they like to give you the. They like to let you have the ball, they like to pressure you. It's, I mean, it's a high pressure, like we sometimes like to run, and it's yeah. we didn't answer well. We had a few mental breakdowns, and yeah, that led to the the two the last two goals. Yeah, how about this? We're we've lost two matches in a row at home, and we've now allowed four unanswered goals to be scored on us. Like. That's a pretty crazy to think about that we just started in our new stadium and those are the stats we're talking about instead of uh, other things. But I will say – so, where I expected to be. So I looked at the – I did look at the stats for the past couple matches, and I will say the Pittsburgh match, we, they definitely let us possess the ball. We just didn't do much with it. That said, though, we crossed it like crazy in Pitts, against Pittsburgh. We just didn't – it didn't come to anything. Uh-huh. So do you want to get into yeah, the lineup for Saturday night? Yeah, we had a lot of changes on uh, on the defensive side of the ball. We changed everybody but Oscar. Yeah. And even he ended up going out early, replaced by Niall. But so instead, yeah, instead of Swahi and um, Jimmy Oxford, we saw Sean Toach and Wes Charpy. Yep. Which, I, thought that, I thought that pairing looked a lot more solid. I did as well. I thought they played pretty well together. And then also – Although, I should say last week, the previous week's performance, I thought that was a kind of out of character for Oxford. I don't know what was going on there. He just didn't look as confident as he has when I've seen him before. So I'm not sure what the deal was. So do you think that's the coming back thing that we discussed earlier? Is that coming back from a long layoff to, to, to come back and play? Like, is that what that Could is? Coupled with the way Pittsburgh was trying to attack there, I mean, maybe he just, I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe he was just having a bad day. So yeah, we got we had a whole new back line basically, except for Oscar. We had Hubbard in goal instead yeah, of Loon. Hubbard in goal. 
Then we had. Uh, I mean, we don't we don't have a bad choice for goalkeeper. Yeah, I would agree. Any with day that. of the week, I would take either one of them without hesitation. So the week we we got we're spoiled for choice there, thankfully. So and then, filling out the defense, let's not forget Pat McMahon. Yeah, Pat McMahon on the wing. Mm-hmm. He did a great job. I think uh, it seemed like in the first half, the offense was running through him. Although it was really odd to watch, so him and in in Hopeno would kind of switch, where he would play mm-hmm. toward towards the inside, and Hopeno would kind of overlap him far out on the wing, and they would actually switch coming down that wing. It was pretty awesome to watch. Actually, when I watched the game back, how they would kind of like switch back and forth. Although I, I noticed we didn't seem to take advantage of the width of the pitch as much as we could or should, I think. You know what I mean? Because it's new. We did a couple of times, like we were running St. Louis back and forth two or three times, but we could have done it a lot more. Well, and I think that would help wear everybody out, right? Like everybody uh-huh. you're playing against. Yeah. Now, yeah, offense that end looked more or less the same as the previous game. Yeah, I think you still had, had one. Corbin Bone. Still had Speedy. No, uh, no we PDP didn't have though. Paolo. We did. That's right. We had Napo Matoso instead. Yeah. And like then, he did a good deal, a good, pretty good job while he was in there. And then he had Hopeno instead of Jean. Right. And Ombi and Cam. Uh, Ombi and Cam still. Yeah. I thought Matt Soso did a great job this match. Uh-huh. I, I thought he played it very well. I think he, he steps up, and I think that uh, it's nice to have you know him available and then Speedy and also PDP because you can get a different player to play in that formation, right? Right. And, and they're pretty good – they're all very skilled, I think, and they can play different roles almost. But it was crazy to see six overall changes from the Pittsburgh game, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, you you can and tell. Of course, I mean, talking about playing different roles, we got we should at some point talk about why and I all had to come in when Oscar went down with what was kind of looking like a hamstring injury. I don't like to speculate. Yeah, that's the last of my notes on the match. The last big things I think happened in that mm-hmm. match. So we can get right and to it. Suddenly, when we're without Oscar Jimenez, and of course, Magnus is still on paternity leave, that does, that is going to limit our offensive options. There's no two ways about that. So do you think it'll give uh, Watts a chance to step up and kind of play, right? Like, doesn't he usually play? He can play on that side, right? Uh, I hope so. I definitely hope so. I, I don't know who else you would re- re- replace. I mean, Oscar's kind of like one of those, like, he's like a key link, right, in the chain? Right. And he has been for the past couple years, right? Like, his service has been really good. Oh, yeah, he's been consistently one of the best in the USL the last three or four years. Yeah. So he's definitely going to be missed, but we need somebody to uh-huh. – I, I think there are players that could step up, right, that could take yeah. advantage of this chance, you know? Uh-huh. It just depends on who I mean, does we- it. We joke about Niall being a Swiss Army Knife player, but I I don't think he's the long-term solution there. I mean, you never know, but I'm hoping I'm hoping Akil can step up there. Yeah, I, I could see. I mean, if we I guess if we had to, you could definitely play Niall there. I mean, he is our, like, I mean, the only plus position he didn't play last year was keeper, right? Like, he played pretty much uh, everything yeah. else. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think he's the go-to guy if keeper ever does get injured. Yeah, for sure, right? Yeah. If you're out of subs and you need a keeper, he's the guy who's going to get the gloves, right? Like, uh-huh. Hopefully that never happens, obviously, but... No, I certainly hope not. 
So you, what do you think about that first? The first half, I thought we looked amazing. Like I have like 13th minute. There was a nice uh, post. Cam hit the post. There was 17th minute. There was Hopano earns a corner because there's no one in the center. He kind of crossed it across, and it just kind of slid through, and it deflected off a St. Louis player. Like it just seems like every few minutes we were attacking St. Louis. Like we were on the front foot, and they didn't really have an answer yeah. for us. No, a steady barrage the whole time. I mean, if uh, if a ball went a couple inches uh, lower or a couple inches to the right, we would have had two goals. And then there's the if somebody got in the end of that cross. We would have had three. Yeah, there's the definitely. But I mean, you can't sustain that pressure forever. You just physically can't. Yeah, and eventually can't... you get tired, and it's gonna happen quicker in the heat when you're still just getting back to it. Cam had a couple of really good shots that just were so close. Yes, he did. And, and just, like, you feel for them because, you know, as a striker, I know that has to get in your head a little bit, right, when they're not going in for you uh -huh. and you feel like you're doing everything right. So I, I definitely feel for him on that one. But I, I feel like we're doing the same thing. Do you remember last year? I feel like last year maybe, like, August, September, where we, we were struggling to finish the ball and we kept talking about no one finishing and we were struggling and struggling and struggling. I think that was, I think that was July. Was it July? July. I think it was. I want to say it was later in the season. I tried season, to put it out of my mind, but I thought we kind of got everything together as we went on. But I feel like that Cam was brought in to, to kind of, like, solve that problem. Like, we brought in a clinical finisher yeah. to try and solve that issue of finishing – the finishing woes we had last season, right? Like, I think that's why he was brought in, and, and what he's here for is to score goals, right? Oh, yeah. And he'll get it dialed in. I think they will. I mean, will. he's never not. When he's healthy, he, he figures it out. It, it may take him another game or two. I hope he gets it gets into his stride next game. But well, yeah, and I think that <coughs> next game is going to be a little bit easier for us, right, playing Swope, so there would be a chance. So I do want to touch on something. So in the 20th minute, there was a, there was a possible uh -huh. handball. And uh, if you watch the rebroadcast of the game, they play it back at ridiculously f slow speed, and it definitely hit his arm. It hit his arm for sure. His arm goes yeah. flying backwards when it when it hits it. And uh, yeah. I I don't know I don't remember the broadcaster's name. I feel like a bad person, but somebody was like, "That's definitely his shoulder." It hits him in the shoulder. I was like, "No, it hits him in the no. uh, in the like the elbow crease and shoots his arm backwards." And his arms. Yeah. The weird part about that to me is his arms were kind of his wide, arm right? Like pretty. Natural. I mean, it was almost his upper arm was almost touching his chest, and that's where the ball hit him. His, I would rather get the call, but I don't have a huge problem not getting it. And I'm with but you on that saying one. it wasn't saying it didn't touch his arm was preposterous. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think we should have gotten the call, but I also think sure. that that whole night that the ref was kind of letting them play. Like I felt like there's some hard tackles Fair. that he yeah. let go, and it's mm -hmm. so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest with everybody. It's hard for me to notice that for the opposing team because there's that, like, homerism in you almost where you're like, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, it's your team. So if they do something wrong, they didn't really yeah. do something wrong. But it definitely seemed like the hard fouls went no, both of ways. Not. And I think that that's it. In the moment, I was screaming at the referee, but, you know, that's <laughs> what you're supposed to do. And then later you can be rational when you calm down. Exactly. And we're sobered up. But yeah, there was like, I mean, the first one the case of wearing a kilt, put pants on. <laughs> the first 45 minutes, I felt like we owned. Like, I felt like they were ours. 
Like, there were a few counters from St. Louis that kind of, like, went the other way, but mm-hmm. nothing that had much teeth to it. And we were really good at getting it cleared. And I think they ended up mm-hmm. they ended up having, like, maybe two or three shots in the first half. Like, it wasn't very many. So. They never produced a lot of shots, really. I mean, they got us on set piece. Yeah. That was a corner kick. Oh, and that was That's a the really... the only way they managed to score. That was a really... It was well executed. Yeah, that was an aw- so what they did too, right? They drew, they played it short and drew everybody kind of away mm-hmm. and left that guy at the back post completely by himself. And when they played that short, that guy kicked it back to the other guy and he kicked it across and he headed it down right into uh, to uh, Blackwood's feet. Like I mean, it was he couldn't have hit him yeah. any per- more perfect. Like he hit him right there in the arch and that ball just went right in. There's nothing that yeah. uh, Diesel could do for that. Like I, it was. I don't know. I mean, granted, I don't, I'm no huge expert or anything, but I don't know what anybody does to stop that play. It was like in the 2017 final, the speedy to Lancaster ball. There was no one on that pitch who could have done anything about that goal. So, And I think that may have been the same situation here. I think that they drew everybody away. They drew everyone to the ball mm-hmm. when they did that short kick, and it drew the back post. Whoever was on that back post, it drew them out. And instead of having that okay. zone over there, they had moved in towards the center or towards that ball, and there was nobody over oh. there. That guy was completely by himself. So somebody got pulled out of position. I couldn't tell you who I because you. I'm not really good at calling people out. That's not my thing. <laughs> but somebody should have been yeah, on that probably. back post for sure. Yeah. Okay. I did not remember that. I Granted, I was paying more attention to my drum than that we're about to get scored on, but, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even catch that. Good catch. Yeah. I I typically don't see the matches at the match. I usually watch them at home. Because so. you're staring at the fans streaming into a megaphone? Yeah, that does limit the amount of time you get to watch the game. I guess it does. <laughs> but after, I feel like after that corner kick goal, it was kind of nothing really threatening happened. Like, we had a few chances here and there, um, but nothing that felt like there was a – I think uh, – Cam had a header that he headed right to. No, maybe Speedy had that header that went right into the keeper's yeah. arms. Like, there were a couple of attacks that really didn't amount to anything. Like, they were just kind of a, a pushing the ball up, but never really threatening, right? Right. And I noticed, I mean, I think John subbed on. Did any other offensive players sub on? We had, uh, we had three think, subs. I think Abdu came on. We had Niall for Oscar. We had Abdu for, I want to say, Napo, maybe? Hopano. Hopano? Okay. And then who came on for Napo? George came on for Speedy. Oh, okay. George came on for Speedy? Yeah, that's what I had in the in the in uh, on the uh, USL site from their, uh, their statistics. Because that's where I get my statistics from, the USL. Okay. I glanced at the board and saw 27, so I may just be misremembering or thinking about the wrong thing on the board. Or they, it, it could be wrong on the USL site because they did say that we played Loudon, so. Mm. And that St. Louis listed as Loudon. We didn't was, play Loudon, did we? No, we didn't. I think the game would have had a much different result if we had. Yeah. But so let's talk about the 58th minute. Oscar goes down, kind of grabbing that hamstring. Um, uh-huh. Did not look good. Didn't look overly bad either, but yeah. it's just it's concerning, right? Because that is a he's a very key player on our in our lineup, I think. Mm-hmm. And I know we have and, yeah. people we've been grooming who've come in. 
to, to eventually take that spot, but I feel like he's definitely our best threat on that left wing, oh, right? Absolutely. I mean, he's just consistently personified. He's played practically every minute for us for a reason. Because he can do it and because he's going to deliver. So, yeah, it's, we're going to be hurting without him no matter who steps in. But it would be nice to see some, maybe someone step up and take that role and maybe uh-huh. make it so that Oscar does get a little time here and there. Maybe, you know, we can keep him healthier for playoffs, you know? Let's hope, yeah. And I did, uh, did after the interview, I did try to get anything. Like, just, I was asking about him, basically hoping to get if he's okay, but it was we don't know, so it could be anything. Well, let's all cross so. our fingers and hope that it's nothing major. Here, here. So I did, because uh, I'm, I did go to USL's site and I, I, uh, I took down some stats, um, some things I found interesting at least for me. Maybe they mean nothing. Maybe it means something. So I went through and I grabbed like Lou City versus St. Louis in like possession. So they let us possess the ball. It was fifty-eight point nine to forty-one point one. I don't find that stat overly surprising because I think we want to possess the ball, right? Uh-huh. That's kind of our style. Yeah. Um, and we, they do as well to an extent. I mean, you know, so I think that's more telling than when you see that stat against Pittsburgh. Yeah, the 65.2 to 34.8 against Pittsburgh was kind of crazy. That's their MO. That, that's their MO. Yeah. We want the ball. They want to defend and take it and score on a, on a quick strike. So the other thing I noticed, th- there's a few actually. We had nine corners in the game. St. Louis had uh-huh. three. No, we were getting the ball down there. We were blasting it at them, and they were having to dump it out. We just couldn't find the back of the net. Yeah. As far as uh, clearances, we had five clearances. St. Louis had 36. Good Lord. Right? Seriously. Well, as far as passing goes, right, we almost had a hundred more, pa- hundred and thirty more passes. We had four seventy three right. to their three forty two. Crosses, we had forty. They had twelve. Mm-hmm. We had nineteen shots. Their seven, and only four mm-hmm. of our shots were on. Two of theirs were on target. So that's not as big a disparity. No. But if you show somebody those numbers, I mean, I don't think they would pick the St. Louis and won that game. No, they. I don't think they would at all. I think they would definitely. Uh, they would have thought that we were the winners, right? Like I. I mean, it's. It, we definitely are like attacking and playing the style of football we want to play. It's just we're not finishing again, and I. I, I have concerns right. with the, the shorter season. And the 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 group play, that you don't have as much yep. time to try and figure out, what you want to do and where you want to go, right? Like this is not going to be something where the club's going to have a lot of time to try and right the ship. Right. Like, the games are going to keep coming faster and harder, and uh, you're going to want to be ready to go and have that strategy out. I think it was, to me at least, it's telling that you changed six players in your lineup from that first game. Mm-hmm. Now, part of that may be resting because it's really hot out there, and they're not, they're not at match fitness at this point of the year, so cycling people around is probably a good idea yeah but we didn't and use, you didn't use all five of your subs maybe it was tactical i don't know who he still had in, in his pocket i mean if all the subs were defense and a keeper maybe there's that's not a good choice yeah 
Well, we brought in, we yeah. did bring in all the attacking subs for sure because we left Watts, yeah. Swahi, Lunt, and Oxford on the bench. So we brought in yeah. anybody who was an attacking threat. Yeah, so that makes perfect sense. Now, one takeaway I do have from the last two weeks, the Pittsburgh game, we showed that we could play with them. We're, we definitely have at least a good enough team. We made some dumb mistakes, and that's what made us look, what, what cost us the game. This game, St. Louis really did not – they didn't look like the better team. They got it on a set piece, and we rattled out some shots. That's that's very fixable. I mean, we came out, I think, if you didn't look at the scoreline, looking like the better of the two teams. And I think it, we just had a bad night. I so would, I, I would agree with you on that. I don't that. know. What do you think? Do you think? I, I would agree that we definitely were the better team. I feel like we need to get mm-hmm. that finish down. Once we have that finish down, I feel like we're going to be in much better shape. I think yeah. that's our biggest issue again is getting the who getting Cam going to where he's finishing. And I feel like he should have had at least two goals that night. And I feel like maybe what we have coming up on the horizon, you know, next Saturday, it gives us a chance maybe to get in that groove and have people start scoring. And, and you know what I mean? That's what's exactly. I'm hoping that's. I'm hoping that's exactly what we'll do. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's a team that's received a message that the club doesn't seem to care much. Like, they they won't even have them at home. They're sending them for all away games. So, yeah, I'm not sure how motivated they're even going to be. So, hopefully we'll get an opportunity for a little bit of an easier test to really kind of dial things in. Maybe get everything gelled, right? Like, kind of like finalize the lineup, get everyone back together. I hope. Because we that's that's exactly what we need, and hopefully it'll play out that way. Yeah, I mean, because we you figure we got to play we play St. Louis three more times. Uh-huh. We have to play Indy four times. Like those are not going to be easy matches. So. Never. And we need to get get in the swing of things. I think and get everything moving before we get into the meat of that schedule where we're playing those teams every other week, or every three days. Right? Isn't there a point where we're playing like we play St. Louis on a Wednesday and Indy on a Saturday? Like I think there's some congestion later on in the season here where we play some decent opponents multiple times close together. Oh, yeah. We don't have weak opponents. We got KC, which is a little weaker, but we don't have a bad team that we're playing except maybe Loudon and KC. I didn't look at Memphis. How are they doing? I know that they bought a bunch of players, but have they been a better team? Actually, no, they're kind of bad, but I forgot where they were on our schedule. Well, that's good, right? Another easy yeah, match. Yeah, so, but that's that. end of the year, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, hopefully by then but we're we do have clean. one important takeaway from this game we haven't touched on. What's that? The Luligans are officially bad luck for their team. Because <laughs> they weren't here. They weren't here. They weren't here. <laughs> that's the one time they win, so. Yeah. Mitch, Matt, Brad, you guys are bad luck for your team. How's that feel? Uh, that's... <laughs> I'm going to hear so much about that. You might, yeah. <laughs> I think I might, yeah. Just a few things. Whatever, they got a good sense of humor. They do have a good sense of humor. And that, I think that's kind of uh, why this is probably St. Louis is my favorite rivalry, right? And it's kind of disappointing that we didn't oh, yeah, get to see down. the Luigans this time, right? Like, Because they're a good group of supporters, and they, they are passionate like we are. But they also understand uh-huh. that ultimately for 90 minutes, your enemies and the rest of the time – you're fans of the beautiful game that, you know, love your team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm thinking back to a couple years ago at the uh, Open Cup when we actually basically set our two sections right next to each other and had a great time. No problems whatsoever. 
I don't. I don't think we could do that with some of the other teams that have been in this league <coughs> since the. No, no. <laughs> There's a couple of them. I think Birmingham we could, but they're not really a big rival. You're at the just kind of, kind of getting their, kind of hitting their stride. So I saw that. I think that MLS is delaying the start of St. Louis. Right? They're not going to start next year. It's going to be 2022. Uh, 23 actually. 23. Number, right? Yeah. Same deal for Sacramento. So is that good for but us, you think? Does that give, go. give us another couple of years to play the St. Louis? Like, does that mean they're going to keep the USL club going? or? I mean, nobody knows, but if you're going to be the only act in town, why not, why not spend a couple more years doing it? I mean, I would. And plus, you can I, I would, you can help build that fan base for the MLS club, right? Like, And I think that's – I hate to say good things about yeah. any anybody from Cincinnati, but I feel like that's what they did pretty well is they used their USL club to build their fan base for their MLS team. Oh, that's all it was for, yeah. But even, like, I don't know if you remember Nashville. Like, we went to that Nashville match on, like, was that Wednesday or Tuesday last year? And, like, half their fans didn't I'm show up because it was a weeknight. I've never been able to get down there. It was a weeknight match. What you say? Half their fans yep. didn't show up because it was a weeknight match. And they don't, they were, a lot of them were like, well, we're waiting for MLS anyway. So there was that, like. They, they, they can we're waiting for MLS. You know what I mean? Like, there's that, like, I don't know, that... Like... There are some cool fans from Nashville. Like, the people we drummed with and hung out with, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I agree. There are cool fans. There are people there, too. I think that there was, like, a... There's, you have that core fan base, right, that was going to go no matter what league. Mm-hmm. And then you had people who were, like, they wanted to see just MLS caliber players, so they didn't... They didn't care if they didn't, you know, if they didn't make it to every match or... You know, if they only saw every other match or whatever. Yeah. Which, speaking of the highest caliber players in the world, I, I heard there was a... Is that meeting. a segue to NWSL? It is. So I heard tonight there was a, wow. there was a meeting at, at Molly's, and unfortunately, I've been uh, working very diligently at work making mm-hmm. money and uh, have struggled to make those meetings because they're right when my workday ends, and they're uh. not exactly close to me. So I haven't gotten to make it yet. Or are you working from home? I've been working from home. We're going to work from Uh, home. They actually just sent us all uh, those nice desks that you can stand up at. So now we have a stand-up desk. So uh, we can get some physical activity going and stand up for a little while and then sit down. Nice. i got to get one of those. Those are fancy. Yeah, it is really nice. I just got the glorified slab from Ikea, but it works. (laughs) So how was that meeting? I heard you attended. And there's some news. I did. Uh, yeah, they've uh, more or less set the uh, structure. They're going to have an election soon. And they've narrowed the name down to Falcons. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested in this, uh, check Scouse's House's website. Or I don't know if we've put it on ours, but there's a link to the face- to the Facebook group and the, the new supporters group site. But anyway, they've narrowed it down to either the Alliance or the Lavender Legion. Oh, so Lavender you can Legion. Get in there and vote. <laughs> I love that. What do you that's, think? That sounds awesome. Lavender cool. Legion, yeah. like, uh, La- Lavender Legion is just like that. That is awesome to me. Like, I'm into yeah. that. I feel like no place but Louisville could that go through, but I, I like it. I like that a lot. I'm not, not, yeah. and I'm not trying to sway, sway anybody. You should, you know, vote whatever you like. Like, mm-hmm. but that is a, I, I would definitely vote for the Lavender Legion. I love. Yeah. 
I uh, so we definitely went to the team store. We got ourselves a couple scarves, got ourselves shirts. Uh-huh. I uh, I love the color scheme. I gotta say that the the lavender with that mint green. I mean, it just it looks nice, man. And I know yeah. that everyone and just say, the regular colors with the light, the lavender with the dark purple. I forget what they called it, like midnight or something. Yeah. Yeah, because there's actually no black in that logo. That is a dark, dark purple is what that other color is. Yep, and I think that – I know that everyone's probably going to think I'm a homer here, but whatever. I really love – you are. I, I love what Matt Wolf did for that, and I think it's just amazing, an amazing design. Yeah. And, and I think it really fits the, the club, and it fits the city as well. I think he did a great mm-hmm. job. So. And yeah, I know a lot of people I, don't like – I profoundly dislike circle logos because they are bland. But that one just looks – clean it looks good so you know what i like it i know there are a lot of complaints about using another sport in uh in in our sport so but i just it fits so well and it's such a historic name like throughout europe and stuff like you look back mm-hmm. at, south america too i believe yep there's a lot of teams that use that and i yeah. just i, love and I it. mean it's a tie-in to the world sport and it's an integral part of our city it just is it's part of what we're known for I mean, it's in that context. I think it just makes sense, and it's a good name. It sounds good. It does, sound and people good. all over love it. And indie fans are a little tilted because apparently they wanted to use it but then didn't. So now they're complaining that we did use it. Hey, they had their chance. They had their chance. That's what I'm saying, man. Now I will say I gotta applaud them. They use a lot of checkerboards, which I really like. That that's one of my. I know that's really big, and I really love their use of that. Like. Because the yeah, you know, flag, they do a really good job with that. Not that I'm saying yeah. Indy does anything good. I don't want to get in any trouble here. <laughs> I think we generally get along with them. I think we do as we well. We have a talk about talk about the stickers, but I mean, other than that, I think we get along pretty well. Yes, the sticker thing was the worst thing they've done. But I mean, really, have they not heard of magnets? Seriously? Yeah. But they most of them peeled off pretty easy. So. Oh, that's good. Okay. But. So I'm glad to hear that they have that stuff going for the NWSL support group. Are they having? Uh, are they gonna have nominations and everything? How are they working their their constitution and everything? Um, I don't know the details on the uh, constitution or bylaws or whatever it's getting called. Uh, they had some preliminary structure for the different offices. It's kind of close to the Coopers. Uh, there are some differences as far as like the roles of the different offices. Uh, like. The way the Coopers do president versus the way Scouse's house do president does the president is almost diametrically opposite, and I think they're just kind of trying to synthesize what they think is best based on those two things. I think that uh, I kind of like the way that Scouse does does a lot of that his his uh, stuff for his supporters group because it's kind of dictator. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, kidding. I'm they, kidding. They do have a vote. I've been there when they voted, mm-hmm. um, and they do it like. Kind of in the open, right? Like it's a, a show of hands kind of thing. So you get to show up to mm-hmm. vote, right? Which I think right. I think was realistic for us right back when we started that we could do something like that. But now it's like this year's 260 members at this point, right? Like it's mm-hmm. difficult to get 260 people in one room at the same time. True. And, and then a lot of people are not going to get a chance to vote, things like that. So I think that it yeah. fits the size of your group, right? Because I feel like Scouse's group is probably, you know – in the, I would imagine they're 150, 200, right? At least. I guess. I don't actually know. They're good size now. Yeah. But they do a great job, I mean, at the other end. I think there was a couple of times when we sang along with them this, this match. The past two matches, actually. 
where they've had their drum going, and there's been kind of a, a lull between right. songs for us, and we just kind of followed mm -hmm. along with what they were doing. The sound definitely carries really well in that stadium. Yes, it does. Of course, I'm half deaf with it for five minutes anyway. <laughs> so, do you ever get disappointed being over there with us, not getting to sit in your fancy seat and drink beer and eat food all game? I mean, I get to drink beer, right? and I get to eat food. I just do it right before the game. and I drink beer during the game, too, so I'm not missing out on that. The fancy seat, I mean, they actually relocated me to, like, a corner, so I, I don't care. I like drumming. We like you drumming, so we well, really appreciate you. that. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, I might hang it up after this year when I've got the nice seat right behind the bench because I really want to sit in the nice seat. But, yeah, at least for the rest of this year, there's no hesitation. I'll keep doing it. So it's fun. We, uh, last week, the last match, Beth and I took a walk. We did kind of like a tour of the stadium. We kind of tried to distance ourselves and also walk the whole you know ring mm -hmm. and see everything we could see. And as we were walking, we started discussing. So I, I'm sure that most people who listen – have uh, made their deposit for the NWSL team. And if you haven't, uh -huh. I urge you to call the front office and get your reservation in, get your $50 right. down to get your seat reserved. Because, you know, not only – and that's not only a Louisville thing. That's a regional thing. There are people coming in. I heard there are people who have season tickets from West Virginia. So there's – I mean, of course, and Ohio, Illinois, Indiana, yeah. Tennessee. There's pretty much everywhere around us, St. Louis area. It's going to be a pretty big so draw from it, a pretty good yeah. circle of, of a pretty good area. So mm -hmm. you want to make sure and you get that already got in. over a thousand. Yeah, get that in quick. So but we discussed the possibility. I know that you have a really nice seat, but we discussed maybe next year for NWSL getting ourselves one of those nice seats and, and sitting there on the, you know, behind the bench and getting, you know, mm -hmm. to be close and, and experience that, right? Like typically, I don't know how you are, but. Most sporting events I've ever hold, held season tickets for, I haven't usually had the most expensive seat. I uh, typically had the I'm, bargain seat. <laughs> I have the – I'm looking down at the nosebleed section seat, yeah, normally. Yeah. So this is uh, this is different. Yeah. But I feel like maybe we're at a point in our lives where, you know, we, we, have, we can afford maybe a nicer seat and, and afford that experience, right, and try that out and see how mm -hmm. that goes. Because I, I, think, I think it would be nice to sit and on that side of the stadium and maybe get a uh, – Maybe get a club seat and, and be close. and I mean, there's going to be the best women's players in the world playing in Louisville. Absolutely. Yes, it is. And if you think about it, this is a good time to do it because you're option A. You're an honorary owner. You get that discount, and that takes a big chunk of money off of uh, that club seat. Yeah, so we're, I can't wait till they get, 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 the, get, the, get out the seats so we can actually pick our seats and, and do that. Uh -huh. I'm pretty excited for that. And like I said, we've definitely been heavily discussing moving ourselves into a nicer seat closer to the benches and just closer to the yeah. that side of the field just and, and the shade by the way yeah <laughs> that's one of the best features oh my god i thought i was gonna die <laughs> I, I would say how this, is the sun right in your face at 8 p.m right <laughs> and it, it sets really fast right like at 8 30 just disappeared uh, like it went from uh -huh. just glaring in our face and all of a sudden it was gone like it wasn't like a a transition that took a lot of time like that sun just disappeared like yeah felt like that last thank third of the sky happened did. in like 20 oh. minutes <laughs> yeah thank goodness because that was getting rough yeah but i will say i i, I appreciate everyone everyone's efforts and and you know everyone wearing their masks uh -huh. and doing their part for the most part um we've done yep. a pretty good job 
So I really appreciate that. For the most that. part, uh, I don't know if you saw the picture of those kids who were screaming on the corner kick. I did. That's got to be addressed. I mean, there's no two ways you can't you can't be having that. Even if they're kids, somebody's got to be watching them. Yep. Well, they weren't anywhere near, but it's a bad look for us. I agree. I noticed that. That was on the broadcast. You know, that actually made it on the broadcast. Like, it was, uh... <laughs> they zoom in on the kids yeah. taking off their masks to yell at whoever's taking that corner. That's on the goal, by the way, as well, so. Oh, that was that play? Yeah. Jeez. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, w I really appreciate everyone's hard work and their efforts to make sure that they are, uh, they're abiding by the rules. I think everyone's done a pretty good job so far. Um, keep it up, and we'll keep getting to go to matches, hopefully. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously. And I guess we should tell the folks, they may notice we're recording this on a Monday. We're kind of trying out a new format where we basically do a match postmortem on the Monday show and then recording on Thursday for a match preview as well. And this has just kind of spiraled out of control because we kept talking. But, I mean, I feel like it's a good introduction to the new format at least. Yeah, absolutely, and and uh, hopefully people will enjoy it. That we were, I felt like we were a little bit more in depth with the uh, with the review. Obviously, we didn't have our super analytical minds and Taylor and and Ty on. So, please come back. <laughs> yeah, well, at least one of you. I know that Taylor's yeah. on vacation somewhere fancy. So, yeah, we definitely uh, well, we got to do some fine tuning, but we got some good soccer minds who can more clinically break down things than we're ever going to succeed at doing. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, did you already say get out and vote? I did not. So if, you, uh, if you're if you a Cooper, you have until 9 p.m. tomorrow, Tuesday, the 21st, to vote. Um, get out there. Get that ballot taken care of. If you have an issue with your ballot, like say you renew your membership with someone else in your household, just send us an email and let us know. We can get that adjusted and get that ballot out to you. Um, a lot of the stuff that the Coopers do is kind of like knowledge that's handed down year to year. And not everyone goes over everything that's changed hands. So sometimes you're left with guessing a little bit at what's happening. But I feel like we did a pretty good job. But like I said, if anybody out there didn't get their ballot, please send me an email at the Coopers at the Coopers Louisville at LouisvilleCoopers.com, and I'll get you fixed up. And I would encourage anyone voting for vice president to vote for either of my opponents. They're both good people. <laughs> <laughs> Not the traditional campaign message I know, but <laughs> it's Herman and Martine. They're both great people. Just vote for one of them, please. <laughs> well, I feel like uh, people should know you've been on the board pretty much for what almost three years now. Uh, I'm yes, I'm wrapping up three years. So I, I think a lot of the so basically about half the time it's been around. Yeah, I've been on the board for three years as well. I feel like it's Two time. Two years, right? Three years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's time to give other people a shot, like let them do their thing and, and, and steer this the way they want it to go. Um, mm -hmm. see, what they, see what new ideas might might have and might be able to do with this thing. I want to go back to having more fun and uh, singing songs and drinking beer. Yep. I like that idea. I'll uh, still probably build stuff, though. I just can't seem to stop doing that. Oh, yeah, and thank you very much, Matt, by the way. If anybody comes to the matches and sees the smokestacks attached to that capo stand that the club built for us, um, he did an amazing job at building a system to hold them up there for us and actually had to fine-tune it to make it even better so it would actually, like, open and close. But he did an amazing mm -hmm. job getting those smokestacks, so thanks. every time that smoke comes out of those stacks, just uh, thanks, Matt. Hey, thanks. I don't like to brag, but those were kind of cool. 
I'm they're, a little proud of those. They are really cool. Don't look too closely at the coffee cans hanging off the bottom of it. But other than that, I think it's a really cool system. <laughs> well, Matt, what else we got for the review show? I know this wasn't uh, as happy as it should have been, but, you know, I feel like we're going to get it together, right? I think we will. I mean, other than reviewing the review show or previewing the preview show, I think we probably are reaching kind of the end of uh, what we might viably talk about. So I think this is time for us to shut up and tell everybody to have a good night. All right, I'm with you. I I'll end the show the way I like to end it. Come on, today. Good night, everybody. <laughs>